Get your news in less than three minutes, three times per day with the Al Jazeera news updates. Just ask your home device to play the news by Al Jazeera or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Where are you, Kate, and what do your immediate surroundings look like? I live in my in my hometown, my home village in Nabu, in Cape Breton right now. So I moved out of Toronto late 2015, and I, I moved back to Nova Scotia. My husband and I, we, we bought a, a farm property last October. There's um, 83 acres and a couple of barns, and we are babysitting a couple of cows for our neighbor who is a farmer. And we have a dog and a cat and a baby. It's quite bucolic. <laughs> I mean, you're kind of in like exactly where anyone would want to be for something like this. Yeah, where people are trying to escape to and then getting like fingers shook at them like, no, go back. I'm hearing that a lot from even just sort of like cottage country here uh, outside of Toronto. People are like, you know, we don't want you. Yeah, yeah. And, and for good reason. I mean, the if if things got bad here, we do have only a limited amount of health resources and we are far away from some major medical centers. Like when I gave birth, we had to drive an hour and a half to the hospital to do it in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. So the virus itself is not here yet, but we're kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. And and if it does, it it would be very bad. And that's the worry in in these small places. Yeah, I think that there was like the usual reflex of city versus towny, like... But then it's like, no, there's practical, like the infrastructure just can't, you can't handle it. So, you know. Definitely. Yeah. Has there been a practical impact? Like what is the most unusual thing that you've done or has happened because of this? Um, Well, well, I mean, I still, I'm part of a society here. (laughs) I'm not a hermit. (laughs) <laughs> I do participate in, in society. There, there's no play groups for the baby. And uh, I don't see anybody except for my parents. Like, I grew up here. I know everybody. I worry about everybody because if a full quarter of the population of this place is over 65. Mm-hmm. So it would be devastating. And, and if, if anybody got, got it, it would be somebody that I know and that I've known all my life. You know, I miss talking to people at the store. I would uh, go to church with my mom. I don't do that anymore. I volunteered at the museum in town. We don't have those meetings anymore. Uh, We'd put on events. We don't do those anymore. We were trying to get a daycare off the ground, and we were making progress on that. That's all halted. Everything, everything is stalled. Everything is is pulled up stakes. What, what? if you had to name something, has been your most selfish thought or, or, or deed? Uh, during this ordeal? Hmm. I think um, probably the fact that um, I've, I've cut off contact with everybody except for my parents. Uh, some people are maintaining um, um, total social isolation, but I, uh, we have with everybody except for my mom and dad. I, um, I still see them. They live just up the road from us. And I guess we could just like make our house totally cut off from everybody, but I can't. I consider our household, I guess, myself and my husband and baby and my mom and dad. They're the only ones that we see and vice versa. Um, I, I couldn't do it, man. Mm-hmm. It's 
things change, we might have to cut off contact with them. Um, but, but for now, I guess it is a selfish thing that I have not done that yet because I just can't. I, I think you're okay. Like I get that you're feeling like if they're saying, don't go see relatives, one household, those are the, those are your people. Mm-hmm. I get why you feel guilty for still seeing them, but in your circumstances, I don't know. I don't want to speak out of turn of like public health advice, but yeah, I don't know if they live up the road in a, in a rural setting. Yeah. What is the practical distinction that makes them a separate household beyond the fact that there's just like a separate structure yeah, that's kind of how I, I feel about it, because they don't see anybody and we don't see anybody aside from like the, the once a week to the grocery store type of thing. Kate Beaton, I do not have the authority to grant you a special dispensation. And I, I, maybe I'll be hearing negative things from listeners, but like I kind of feel like what you're doing is just fine. Like that does not that sounds fine. Things might change. And I mean, I feel like I should have lied to you and been like, oh, I <laughs> Can you name something that has given you pleasure during this thing? Um, uh, having a baby. Honestly, I see a lot of memes going around where it's like isolation with kids, isolation without kids. And, and the people without kids are always like reading War and Peace <laughs> with a glass of wine and making <laughs> art and stuff. And the people with kids are always like covered in blood. <laughs> <laughs> But we, I mean, she's great. Every day she is doing something new. And and even though I'm trying to get work done, I'm working on a graphic novel and she's constantly under my foot and she's always trying to like break the printer and she's trying to open the door for the, the room where I'm in and she never stops ever. At the same time, this is my first child and everything she does is amazing. Yeah. I'm realizing as I talk to you, like, my point of reference is, like, I don't have one. There's nothing in my 42 years on this planet that kind of feels remotely analogous to this. And, and you know, that's mm-hmm. what a lot of people express to me is that we, we don't have a map for this. But you are a more historically aware person than most than mm-hmm. most people. And you probably... <laughs> You probably know a little bit more about like there. There's certainly no shortage of historical precedents for outbreaks, but so given your expertise, what is something that you feel might never be the same after this? Oh man, that's tough. I don't know. I don't know. There's actually. I'm. I mean, I'm no expert. I don't really know, but I. I have been reading different accounts. Of historians and and people who who do know, and it is interesting, and I think that I think they're worth looking at because it's all all kinds of different takes. Because we don't know what's going to happen. This is this kind of like global happening and global connection is really unprecedented. With something as huge as a U.S. election on top of it, we all wanted something to change coming up in this election in the U.S. that would have an effect anyway. And we still want that to happen. And I don't know. Man, I wish I was as smart as you think I am. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a lot of of takes, people like comparing it to like the plague in medieval times and stuff. And it's just not really comparable. You're going to have to edit this whole thing out, man. <laughs> I, I think you're just trying to figure it out like everybody like. 
I am. I am. I I I just don't want to. I don't want to fuck it up. I don't want to say that I that I know what's going to happen because I don't. Mm-hmm. And I want, you know, Bernie Sanders dropped out yesterday, and I, God, I believed in I believed in that guy, mm-hmm. and and I'm so bummed to be honest with you. But I don't want to. I don't want to talk about being being bummed because it's not it's not super helpful. I still want to talk about the things that we can do instead of the things that we can't do because we've got to do something. It's time for a big change and we all know it. And uh, um, when this is over and we're able to leave our houses, we've got to make some moves. We've got to make some real changes. 